Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Boss Rush Podcast, a great place to play games and be better. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is that retro code, Eddie V. That man is the best. Hello, everybody. Also joining us is again the, your worst take is the wise ones cut tonight, <laughs> Mr. Jesse Douglas. I agree, Batman is the best. <laughs> that, 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 it's, y'all, it's... Y'all are, y'all are all about that, that, that Zack Snyder. <laughs> Do you all know what good movies are? Oh <laughs> my gosh, that oh, in the bottom, the bottom Whoa. right-hand corner of your screen is not Justin Bieber, it is Logan Corkins. What's up? But I'll take maybe if that helps, I mean... I mean, I don't want a copyright strike, but maybe next time. You'll always be in my heart. I know. And I'm not talking the movies. I'm talking just in general. Batman's better. Uh, <laughs> joining me to my left here is Exodus 803, the PC Muscle Race, Laron Dawkins. How's it going, everybody? It's a full house today, gentlemen. It is a full house. We had it all set up for four people and then forgot Jesse was coming on. So I had to set it, reset it up for five people. Uh, how's everyone doing? Uh, pretty good. It's it's a Saturday. Thank mm. God. Mm. Thank God. I, I've had a long ass week, so it's 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 about time. Now, am I supposed to referee this uh, Spider-Man argument right now? Okay, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Hold your hold your tongue for one second. Hey, hey, stream. I'm just going to warn you right now. There may be a slap fight that's about to happen here because uh, someone's about to come out their face and say something they have no business saying about <laughs> Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I've got and my snacks. I'm just going to sit back and watch. All right, Ed. All right, Ed. Get started. So this is one of the problems that I have with this movie and with into the Spider-Verse and into even with Harry Potter. Is that I understand that you guys have these powers, the Harry Potter, you are at a school learning rigidry. There was too much running away. And it's just like, do at try something, make something work. And I think it's because it's already animated and scripted out that it, way. It's called kids it, being scared, man. Dude, the kid's like 14. But, okay, and, but this oh, is, oh, and he okay. doesn't know how to use his powers quite but, yet. But, this, exactly. is the thing, but this is the thing about it. Try something. Like wait, wait, even, oh. even he does. He gets up on top of a skyscraper to see if he can do anything. Let me let me ask you the question right now, Ed. Think back to a time when you were a kid and you were scared of something. How did you actually have the stones to try something? Yes. Ed's never afraid. Ed's not afraid. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ed's sitting there in the corner with the Batman costume. I'm not talking about an imaginary fear. Like, Ed's, no, Ed's, talking, Ed's had, black Batman. I had a fear. I had a fear of going upside down on roller coasters as black a kid. Man. And a lot because a lot of because it was just like I always had a fear that I would fall out or something. But I was just I kept my eyes open. I started riding more roller coasters with the uh, yes. going upside down. As a kid, as a as a five six year old kid, I was scared of that. But I tried it. And I forced myself to keep that's my not eyes tan- open. That's not a tangible fear, though. That's not that's true. true. When you're talking about when you're talking about the stuff that Harry Potter, Hermione, and and Ron were going through, you're talking about the stuff Miles Morales has gone has had to go through. Mm-hmm. You know, in the movie, this is something completely different. This is this is life or death, and not just his life or death, but everybody else's life or death. And he's got these powers that he has no idea how to properly use. You got to remember. You gotta remember, he was bitten by a he was bitten by a radioactive robotic spider. Yes, <laughs> and then he had to acclimate to that 
also on top of the fact that you know his uncle is a bad guy. Yep. And that's why I said because this is already scripted. It kind of felt like everything almost felt the same plot point by point. That he continues to run, he continues to run. He'll do something somehow. He'll escape or get away. And it kept, I, it kept there's, happening in scenes and scenes. But, and I was just like, this has to change. You can't. There's nothing. Just, there's but, nothing. There's nothing wrong with the human being succumbing to their yeah. flight, their flight instinct on fight or, on fight or flight. Oh, there's nothing wrong but, with that psychologically. But, but speaking. that's the whole plot, though. Is that at, at the end? he does have to face his fear he does have to take that risk and he does and you know he he ends up winning like he realizes that the courage inside was all he needed and i know it's it, it's it's freaking perfect it's such a great that, that's but yeah that's it the is problem. i love but, that uh, but that's the problem with me is that i guess when it's movies that you are in some place that is if you don't try anything or it feels like you are directing or writ it's written that it feels like you're not trying anything. It 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 bore it to me personally it bores me. And if I'm seeing it over and over and over in a in a media, uh, in a film or something, I get bored of it. It's just like, okay, do something. Like they whoever not wrote wrote or animated whoever thought it was just like okay we need to do this as character development to build up this character so when it gets to the end he recognizes something it, it feels like you didn't have no kind of creative space to even let that protagonist but, to do anything maybe okay but, so, but, but, it, so, so it sounds in, like go go ahead logan Oh, put yourself in miles morales shoes right so he just goes to a new school where he knows no one those jordans are sweet <laughs> Those Jordans are sweet. Yes. Yeah. His dad is, you know, embarrassing him on his first day. Like going to a new school just in and of itself is a really traumatic thing for a kid who, you know, had friends and had a whole life that he was really comfortable yeah. with. Okay, so you do that. Cool. Then he finds out that hey, my uncle is kind of a really bad dude. And maybe I, you know, he's oh. trying to figure out, no, there has to be good within oh, him pause, as well. pause. And right after he got those powers, he actually watched the Kingpin murder Peter Parker. Exactly. This right dude after he got those powers, three years of therapy to even get close to figuring it out. So, so right there, right there, for a fourteen-year-old kid, he's mm -hmm. immediately sitting there thinking, "I just saw Spider-Man get killed. I have powers just like Spider-Man. Yeah. I'm going to get killed. <laughs> I haven't even gone through puberty yet. I mean, and, and not gonna, I can't not even ask about the and, and at that at that point in time, I can understand him getting away, and you know, taking a, doing what he needs to do. What's happening? Who's got see, a dog? E see, even Jesse's dog is mad at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, but it's it's it just kept. This is just me personally. I said when I just see stuff like that over and over in I, movies, I, I get bored. I get bored of it because it's just like you didn't create no kind of. It feel like you didn't create no kind of choreography moment for this. You didn't try to do anything that's gonna keep people who who want to see the movie like who wants to see action is because it's a comic book movie that's, it's a that's, fantasy thing you that's ultimately see... what that's ultimately what the problem is you were looking you were looking for the money shot as quickly as possible that's the that's the that's the problem and you know here's the thing about it because i actually write fiction so so Ooh, I, fan I, fiction I, I, with leron Oh, I can write. Oh, I can write some good fan fiction. You, you want me to write? You want me to write boss rush fan fiction? Will you? I've written. I've written Patrick Mahomes fan fiction, but nobody wants. To oh, write. Will you have. We have a really great anime, uh, animator animate our uh, our fan fiction. 
<laughs> oh, well, go ahead, but, Yeah. Okay. So what? What a lot of what a lot of writers because this is this is what happens from for the most part. What a lot of readers have to struggle with. They have to struggle with actual. They have to struggle with actual things that make sense on a psychological basis. Because mm-hmm. if you're if you're if your character is like an instant hero. You're already gonna have a you're already gonna have a section of the hold on hold on you're already gonna have a section of the of the audience is like oh that's unbelievable, if you if you have someone if you have someone that has that that has no type of character development whatsoever like they stay the exact same from point A of the movie till the end of the movie, you're also gonna have another section of the audience is like okay this is unbelievable you know like something and, and, to something to change and i'm not and i don't want him to be an instant hero i just want him to try something and it felt like he never it felt like whoever animated or whatever they planned for it felt like he never had to try try anything all he had to do was maybe do something and escape and it felt like every time he gets into a situation like that it always happened with harry potter you are at a school you got to try some kind of magic i, I don't Okay, you know what? You know what? I'm just gonna say it right now. Did you see how many times they fucked up doing doing like random ass yeah. spells in Harry Potter? I, I, and, I and they're running and they're running from giant basilisks, dementors. Uh, Ron was shoot, throwing Voldemort. up slugs. Yep, exactly, yeah. exactly. I, I, and, and Ron was throwing up slugs when he was trying to defend himself from fighting a bully. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, it just felt. It just kept feeling like. It's been a while since I've seen Into the Spider Verse, but I guarantee you, when you're like, when you're saying like he needs to try something, I guarantee he tried something at least once or twice in the film and and and, and, and fucked up. But he did though. I mean, he he followed the other Spider-Man around so much, and he was trying to learn these new skills. He was trying to learn how to be Spider-Man, and and he was trying to push the other guy to be like, hey, or he was trying to push Jake Johnson Spider-Man to be like, hey, you know who I can be. Help me get there. Because everybody needs those people in their life. Everybody needs that mentor to come in and, and yeah. teach them the, the, the best way to do it. I mean, so, unless, unless, just by, unless, just, they're, unless they're Link from The Legend of Zelda. Exactly. <laughs> or, you know, they're... You know, never mind. Um, <laughs> there, there, there was, there's the big motive of him trying of saying, look, I want to be a hero. I just have no idea how to do this. And I think that in and of itself is him trying. And that's him putting himself out there and saying, this is a realistic way for me to get to be... The Spider-Man, I know I can. I see the potential. I just don't know the path to get. You want to know? I think it's it's when movies that when characters actually get a power and they are with a mentor and that mentor is kind of with them, training them throughout. I won't say in a montage sense, but maybe like twenty-five minutes throughout the movie, um, before something like really big happens. I guess I have seen a lot of that, and it feels like that character has grasped onto that or, or something or something. Can you guys talk learned. a little quieter? Something Jesse, that, you're not something. muted. Oh, I'm not. No. No. Oh, that's weird. Oh. So, uh, well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was... Uh, something like Jesse just told us to shut the hell up. That's what that was. <laughs> no, the kids. The kids are are talking. Oh, no, don't. No. I guess it's just me seeing that when there's been people who like get a new power or something they do get a mentor they spend 25 minutes of the movie of them learning and some of that stuff sometimes come into play that I'm so used to it. I think when I feel like most of those action parts that happen when there's a whole bunch of running and it feels like nothing is being done like you're not trying and I understand he's not thinking on his feet you know you're in that situation it's real quick for you to think like that and be able to react I can understand this- that 
this is gonna just, sound, this is gonna sound like I'm attacking you, and it's and it's honestly not. But I think I think you failed to grasp the 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 fact of the plot was the plot was it was his path to becoming a superhero. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like you you know it's not really a it's not really a movie about a path to become a superhero if you actually get everything you know right in like the first half hour of the film. I, I don't even like I said I don't even plan on see I don't even want you to get stuff right. I want you to try something. I don't care if it's a failure. I don't care if it works. Try something. That's that's all, and I felt like in some in most of that movie he didn't even they they didn't animate him to try anything. So that's all me. That that's that's all I can say. You know, wow. I that that's the end of my my portion to say I, I felt the movie was boring. I fell asleep at it. Maybe I need to go back and try and watch it again, but I'm probably gonna fall asleep you, again you know, because you, you know what? Here here's here's something cool. We're gonna ask the audience. Hey, audience, what do you guys uh, do? You guys think that that. Do you guys think that for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the movie was a boring, a boring enough film to where like Ed's actually justified in that, or or do we understand the dynamics of the storyline, saying that it was a path to a superhero thing? Hit us up, hit us up at uh in our, in our Boss Rush Twitter, or hit us up, hit us up in our Gmail, and uh, let let us know what you think. And we'll uh next week we'll actually say something about this if we get enough of a response. Boom. Welcome to welcome to episode eighty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just look. I I enjoyed what I watched. I was just. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was a wonderful movie. It's great and movie. I have I have it on Blu-ray, so I'll just try to watch it's it. It's definitely obviously, got a cool. Anime. Obviously, you feel like you wasted your thirty dollars. <laughs> I paid twenty bucks for it. Okay, you feel like you you feel like you wasted your twenty dollars. You probably. You... <laughs> uh, I watched it on Netflix when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I uh, I don't know if it's still on there. If it's gone, I could just pop the movie in to watch it. Um, it's still on Netflix. No it came. It, it came across my. It came across my feed after I after I finished my my seventh binge watch of Marvel's Agents of Shield. It kind of. Ah. It kind of sucks though, because like show. Disney's never gonna have the Spider Man movies on Disney Plus, and like, I don't know. I, I feel like that they're missing something there, you know? Yeah. Because of that, because I I I mean those movies are so integral to the MCU that it's just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So. Uh. We do have a question before we start the show. <laughs> Shane in the chat was like, did we watch the same movie, Ed? Do you, do you need to drink a White Claw before you rewatch it? Oh, wow. Uh, in other words, you need to loosen up. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Well, the thing, the thing is, too, is there's so many things going on in that movie that, like, I mean, so... Yeah, there was, like, seven other Spider-Men, you know, that invaded his universe at the same time. There was was just a lot of character building going on in there. So, like, yeah, because, you know, I remember so many people complaining about the newer Star Wars movies because she could, you know, like, learn how to use her powers, like, almost instantly. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, people were upset about that. But, you know, at the same time, it's like... I I get why you do certain things just because you know you've got to kind of at some point move a story along, especially if you got a whole bunch planned. 
after that, but mm. I have a I have a fundamental I have a fundamental problem with the Star Wars movies. Like when they put when they put them in the brackets of trilogies, like they have they just have to hurry up so many different parts of the plot. It's it's mm. insane. So you know the fact the fact that Ray like was able to grasp her powers so quickly in the um in the Force Awakens that didn't surprise me at all. Honestly, it that, didn't because I because mean. Star Wars Star Wars has its own problems with storytelling and and I love the one shots better. Like Rogue One, even Solo. Yeah. Like I, I I can't believe it, but I enjoyed Solo and that was a movie i tried to avoid like the plague <laughs> yeah i, I just watch, the I thing the thing is with movies like i i try not to let myself get to that like point of like the fandom where 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 you're critical about everything so like i honestly oh, yeah. i i enjoyed all the all the star wars movies um now the you know the episode what was it episode one or whatever wasn't well, you know, those ones weren't my favorite, but um, I do like the super cut that someone made where they cut, they put all the most important information of that whole uh, trilogy all together to just make one long movie. Wait, we're uh, talking about the prequel trilogy or the original yeah, trilogy? The, the prequel. The okay. prequel trilogy. Yeah, I mean, I've tried, I've went back and watched the original trilogy and, you know, those movies are fine, but I'm just so over all that stuff. I'm ready to move forward with everything. Like, cause I just don't, I just don't have, there's certain thing or most, most movies from when I was younger that I, I loved. I just don't have that like uh nostalgia thing where, where I think that nothing can be better than, than those original things, you know? Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. Most yeah. stuff, you know, like, like I mean, obviously, like uh, I would be weary of them trying to make like a new Goonies movie or something. I think that for that original one was so perfection that that wait, you is, don't even bother touching that. Aren't they but, making? Wait, another is there Goonies? is there is there a sequel coming or is there a reboot coming? I, heard, I don't know. I heard that. Uh, what's I, his name? I'm not. I don't know. I've never seen the Goonies, but like I, the what's his name? It's a. It's it's been it's a sequel. It's like they're... a it's a sequel. It's like their kids are going to look for the treasure now. Oh, okay. it's basically no, what Ghostbusters see, that, that, is doing. Yeah, and and honestly, that that doesn't bother me. It's it's if they try re, like literally rebooting it, where they're like trying to recast that the same you know the the same characters as the original and trying to yeah. recast it, mm-hmm. like that yeah, kind of stuff. I don't care about. Like even the Ghostbuster movie, I actually enjoyed the you know the Same. the women's version Ghostbuster was good for what it was, mm-hmm. but but had they, I think I actually prefer that they did do it with women because had they tried to recast and do you know the characters as being those ones from the original, I probably wouldn't have liked it as much because it just you know like that's There's not been- really what I want. There were want... too many uh, comparisons of the old movies. Yeah, to that I mean, movie. there already were. Right? There, yeah, there there were before the movie even came out. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there there is a lot of a lot of uh, troll stuff going on. You know, situations going on there. I think there were a lot of people that were just mad because it was women, and you know, mm-hmm. all those kinds of things. You know, that obviously people like to complain about. But yep, you know, I yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, so the so the moral of the story is be like Jesse. Don't be a toxic fan. Let people enjoy their stuff. Yeah. Plus, like, let's be honest. All the stuff that we loved when we were kids, the new stuff is made for kids. It's not made for us. You know. I mean, I yeah. mean, they try to generalize yeah. it to make it right. Like, but it's for a new audience. It's for a new crowd. You know, it like. Mm-hmm. The next Ninja Turtles movie is never going to be as good as the 1990 Ninja Turtles movie to me, right? Like, it's just never, ever going to be. Although I did, li- I did like the Michael Bay produced ones. I thought they were. I did. Some. I thought they were pretty yeah. good. They but, were. They yeah. were okay. They were okay. The yeah. second one was awesome. First one was like, yeah. <laughs> the new Free Willy movie is nothing compared to the original. Oh, I, I haven't. I didn't seen know there was another one. I didn't know they one. Those Michael Bay Transformers movies that don't hold a torch to the, uh, oh, to the movie. Oh God! No. So, <laughs> to Transformers say, the movie. There was that. There was that really. There was that really. There was that really dumb DC movie called Batman versus Superman. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's just trash. I know. <laughs> yeah, the only I DC I universe like movie that. I saw was Wonder Woman, and it. I. I was like, oh, so they put a woman in place you of know, Captain America. That's. You know what? I, yeah, I, yeah. Except <laughs> for she's better. Wonder Woman 84 mm. is awful. Whoa. Well, no, the movie is the movie is mm. not. I'm talking about character wise. Mm. Wonder Woman. Oh, and, 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 while, and while we're on the subject of Wonder Woman 84, like it's one of those. And, like take take it from me as a, as a person that likes action movies, and superhero movies, and stuff like that. You only need to watch this movie once. It was it it, it has rather. You don't even need to do that. No, 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 no. People should watch it just because. But honestly, uh-huh. like the movie. It loses, it loses I, I, I will say this. If it's you like, love The Mandalorian and you love Pedro Pascal, you will come out of Wonder Woman and be like, Is, are we like, sure it's the same guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's not good. Yeah, you're talking about the new one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I haven't even watched it. I, I listened to spoilers and, and I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of glad I didn't watch it because... Kristen Wiig is What's yeah, that? And I, what was that? I was saying Kristen... Kristen Wiig was awful in it. <laughs> oh, actually, uh, Chitara. Yeah, they, I just they wrote they wrote they wrote her character in like the most. Oh, well, I wonder, well that's I wonder, the thing is, there's a lot did, of things that they just wrote like. Uh... <laughs> did a lot of that get delayed and reshot? No, for no. You got you got reshot you got reshot twice, didn't it? Well, all these DC movies seem to get reshot at least twice. <laughs> But I'm... you know, but but I think what I think what was really jarring about this movie is the fact that you know, as far as all those DC movies go, like the original Wonder Woman movie was so great, and when we hear that the same director and production team were going to were going to be doing the the sequel, we expected we expected we don't we're not expecting like the same exact movie, you know, as far as like the quality and stuff, but we were expecting to have the same entertainment, you know, and a lot of our time was spent like trying to figure out like what the hell is going on in the story, like I've I've seen the movie twice now twice and i'm yeah. still like okay i have questions yeah <laughs> well there was the no five minutes of it is better than the rest of it it's probably yeah. the script the trial it's probably well, the script and, and rewrite another script or some, someone at dc the hits of it they probably was, maybe they shouldn't maybe they shouldn't have delayed the best movie coming from the second best superhero of all time batman they shouldn't have delayed the batman because that's like the uh, only dc movie i'm looking forward to I mean, okay. So let, let, let me ask you this though: How does Marvel continue to just hit it? I mean, Marvel's misses. Let, let, let's like the worst of the worst in Marvel is like what? Thor: Dark World. I already maybe. I already have, I, I already have an answer for this question. You haven't even asked the uh, question. I already have an answer. But how 
does Marvel hit it so well? And then DC, oh man, we're getting ready for Justice League and Justice League. Oh, that was a movie. Here's the, here's the here's the answer. They have they have Marvel has a production talent team that actually knows their universe. When I say knows the universe, they know because this is what this is why I feel like the X Men franchise has pretty much been like a a, a flip flop disaster. Like you know, like for the most part, we know for sure that they have people who are actually tied into a lot of the MCU stuff that actually mm. have familiarity with the Marvel properties. You know, now yeah, when we look at the Marvel the MCU stuff, we look at all the MCU stuff, even the Agents of Shield, the Daredevil, the Netflix shows, and all that stuff. These are completely unique stories. They barely have like ten percent of the DNA from from the from the source material, but they still understand the characters and they still write very well constructed, crafted stories. They do, and it works. It's so it works. yeah. Their shows. So- I don't. I don't really like their shows. That I didn't like any of their shows. I like that's that's the thing like I don't like it's the opposite for both of them like for for uh, Marvel I like the Marvel movies I don't didn't really care for most of the shows like WandaVision is probably the first one that I actually am really enjoying because it because it's doing something a little different that well that, it's also the know, first more interesting it, it's, it's, it's also it's the cons- first it's also the first show that's developed by the same studio yeah. studios as the movies yeah. So yeah. yeah, and then yeah. DC, DC like, except what? for like the Dark Knight, I did like the Joker movie that recently came out. That Wait, was really good. But I don't, I don't so, care for as many of the movies, uh, DC. But I loved all the shows. Like I loved Flash. I loved uh, the uh, the um, Supergirl and like all those shows, even though they were on the C. W or whatever, I I enjoyed them, but I feel like those people that were doing that actually were following more of the the comic book stuff, and there the people working on it actually knew more about the stuff, you know, like and and were doing it right. So, so Logan, to answer your question, like for me, I think DC um, is great at the animated movies. And, and well, yeah, they, their they, animated they, they, movies they, are, they, are second they, to none. But yeah. the, but those but those but those it, you well you know what you want was crazy though, almost all those animated movies though are following the same plot line. There are some that yeah. that that differentiate and stuff like that. Yeah. But but for the most part, they're all still following the same the same path. And we have Jim Lee to thank for that. You know because when he came out with Justice League, not Apocalypse, uh, the the one, the one that was basically just basically a rewriting dark. of the of, of the Justice first League Dark. No, not dark. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking about, uh-huh. It was the one. It was the one that basically like brought the Justice League together and, and introduced Dark Side because that was a retelling of the first six issues of the New Fifty Two Justice League comic. Yeah. yeah, And And after that movie, everything else seemed to kind of go along with that go path. Even yeah, I, even the Young Justice cartoon is kind of going with that path. And I think yeah. the DC, yeah, I think the DC animated world like with their tv shows and the cartoons a lot of people really love that and stuff and marvel just be what's just been able to hit it off in the movie you know the movie world because like like you said around the production the writing all of that just fits well and everything and they do when you get mm-hmm. a good director of course you're gonna bring out a good movie i think they're yeah. i think dc's and i think dc's movies are trying to go so much for some kind mm-hmm. of stylized comic book 
good book thing, but it doesn't work for. Well, me. here's the main here's the main problem with DC. Here's the main problem with DC's movies, the DC universe movies, is the fact that is the fact that there's no real cohesion. The only cohesion they have is like, hey, like it's it's all supposed to point back to like the Justice League, but beyond that, like they they still let the story writing do whatever it wants to do and stuff like that. And and it can't work if you if you got if you got these if you got all these different properties and they're supposed to make the ensemble cast for the main feature titles. They still have to. They still have to follow like a set path. I mean, like look at, look at how all these comic books have been doing it for for decades. Like every comic book, even though like X Men is different from from Avengers. Avengers is different from Doctor Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange is different from the Hulk. The Hulk is different from Moon Knight. All this stuff. Ultimately, though, whenever something major goes on in the universe, all those comic books get in line and go in that parallel direction. Mm. It, yeah, it's for. For some film film viewers, they don't know all about that. The so film viewers, the, no, no, the film viewers don't have to know it. That's the thing about it. that's yeah. the job. That's the job of the directors and the producers. They have to make yeah. sure that they have to make sure that it still goes a set way. But no, everybody's being all willy nilly about it, and yeah. you know, like you know, like oh, you know what? At any time, Wonder Woman can drop out, and you know, all of a sudden it's her an Aquaman or something like that. You know, things mm-hmm. like that. You know, it, it's just, it's just it's like the wild wild west for them. And, and, that, it, and it, it, oh, go ahead. It's it's like such testament because like you know when when Marvel was coming out with what was it Winter Soldier the collapse of Shield at the same time Agents of Shield is saying hey look hit that yes freaking hit it and they nailed it out of the park okay Coulson helped realize or help figure this all out yeah he can't tell Cap that he's alive but he hinted at it and and like everything was going so well together and. DC just fails on that. And like DC has so many things that does great for it. I mean, mm-hmm. their video games. I can't wait for freaking Gotham Knights. That is a game that has mm-hmm. me hyped beyond belief. Mm-hmm. And their comics. Yeah, I love reading DC comics. But at the end of the day, I, I love Marvel so much more because they've given me a a cinematic universe that I love and that I genuinely want more. Like Phase Four. Cool. We're not getting an Avengers movie. That's fine. Build all these cool origin stories. Just continue on the great path that they've been on for the last decade. I think the, for the last I thing for, I want to say, the last thing I want to say on 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 this topic, is, as far as I'm concerned, is mm. the is the reason why, in my opinion, like Jesse probably didn't appreciate the well, not appreciate he didn't like the uh, the 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 actual like Marvel TV shows, is because they made they committed a cardinal sin. All those mm. Netflix shows ignored Agents of Shield. They ignored yep. it. And, and, yeah, because I did like Agents of Shield. I, yeah, so like good. I didn't, I didn't keep up with like I don't know, I didn't get a chance to finish it, but I think I watched through season four or so. Oh, you, 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 got, through, you, got, through the be, you got through the best season. Oh, <laughs> oh my Such god! Oh my Such god! The agent, the Agents of Hydra season and the Elemental uh-huh. season, yeah. Ghost Rider. That is the best. Yeah. I think that's the best season. But and, yeah. and, and and I feel like every season, you know, starting. Halfway through season one has been great. I, I feel like it, but man, like it's, it's. I think I know def- definitely for me. I grew up watching Batman the TV show, like the old ones, the color ones, like after Star Trek and Gilligan's Island on Fox. And I guess mm-hmm. I have been grown up watching so much DC stuff, watching the old Superman's, watching the Michael Keaton Batman's and stuff like that. Is that 
I get excited seeing that. Um, I didn't jump into Marvel until the the X Men uh, cartoon show. I knew about the comics, but I was so into DC. If I picked up anything, it would be DC related, besides Spawn. Um, and that was more yeah. because of the artwork when it came to the comic books. I felt like DC's artwork was had something that, that spoke more to me than marvel at that time i think right now i i love going to see a marvel movie i love going to see a dc movie i think when i look at a dc movie i look at certain shots that is done to express the mood that they're going for so i look at it at at a cinematic film when i see a marvel movie i kind of look at it as a like fun popcorn kind of movie that's going to be an action thing i don't take anything serious with that like i do a dc movie if i see a good shot in a, in a dc movie i'll point it out if i see a good shot in marvel i'll probably point it out but then i'll just forget about it and so but that's just me personally and that's my that's what i gotta say last on it yeah i I'm uh, like for me. I'm just looking forward to. I hope we get some more Iron Man movies and stuff. Yeah, because Iron, Iron, Iron Man Ironheart. has always been my Iron Heart's uh, Iron Heart. Yeah, yeah Iron Heart's yeah, Iron Man has always been my favorite uh, Marvel character. If you looked at what they've been doing on the comics lately, they've been they recently gave a um, oh what's her name? I can't remember her name. Young African American um, girl. Ruby she's Williams. Just, Ruby yeah, Williams. Ruby Williams is now Iron Iron. Is it what Iron Woman? Is that they're calling it? Yeah. Oh wait, it was Iron Heart, but I guess it was, yeah, Iron Heart. Yeah, is, is my apologies. Yeah. and that is such a cool comic book storyline. I yeah, mean, yeah, and it, Tony and Tony Stark is like her mentor, if I'm not okay. if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, it just come it just come but, out. But uh, yeah, a lot of it a lot of it is um, the Iron Heart has been going on for like two years. It's been oh. going on two years. They've also been trying to do though. They, I think they're trying to test out how they're actually going to do Ironheart. Of mm-hmm. uh, like, they've been giving her messages from that she's finding in like old Stark tech that okay. was left for her, and it's really really cool. I mean, I, I personally think that the way that they've set it up, they should do that with Tom Holland because Tom Holland has that huge connection to Tony and um, MCU yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it's, you know, Happy's kind of like taking him under his wing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so like. He could be the next Iron Man. And see, I enjoyed the the, the new Spider Man movies. I enjoyed those movies. I like yeah. those. Um, even the first one, I, I definitely enjoyed. Con- con- yeah. Ultra was a great compared, compared to those amazing Spider Man movies, yeah, the, the the MCU movies are are the best. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Goldfarb missed, but it wasn't necessarily his fault though. Too, he had some weird directing in, yeah. in each of those movies. But I didn't. And even I didn't watch love those. I didn't even watch them. I really I just, see. I, I like. I didn't one. love him. I didn't love Emma Stone in those. Emma Stone was was bad. I'm not big. Emma. I'm not a big. I'm not a big fan of hers. And she has a Scarlett Johansson uh, problem, uh, where she gets cast for parts that she should not have. Yeah, it, it it took a while for Emma Stone. I think when she was doing some stuff, early stuff in the 2000s and stuff. I think that's when her popularity grew. Um, and I think that's why people started. I think her popularity uh, grew her. after Super Bad because everybody liked her because she was different than most of the love interests of, pe- of people in comedies. Yeah. Know? Yep. So. All right. Good talk. That's our Good comic talk. book. Our comic <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. We're, yeah. We are nerds. Books, uh, 35 we minutes later. Comic y'all, y'all, thought, y'all, thought y'all, were here, y'all thought y'all were here for video games? Nah, gotcha. Well, <laughs> guess what? We're going to spend another. 20 minutes talking about something other than video games because Greg Osterman the third writes in. 
He says, since it seems like I'm going to have to find a new place for food questions, here's my question. It seems uh, to be making the rounds on social media. So what is your favorite style of of pizza crust? Deep dish, thin crust, stuffed crust, other? Explain yourself. Mm. So Mm. first off, Greg, if you really want food coverage, there's an idea. We'll talk about it. Boss Rush Entertainment. Maybe Um, April. (laughs) Maybe April. Leave it it to Logan. For yeah. me, it's like stuffed crust. I like um, I like eating stuffed crust. Um, hey, and and feel free to continue writing your questions in because boss uh, Arsenal X will continue. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> on our Discord, Greg, if you haven't found our Discord, go to our Discord. We have For Snack real. Tender there. Everybody yeah. posts their food picks. Everybody posts their favorite recipes. Go there, do it. A lot of good discussion on our Discord. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So stuffed crust is for me. Um, I like. I like I like having that cheese at the end of it and biting into it when I get done with my pizza. Or um, I do like or stuff. Cr- what's great about stuffed crust is you can eat it in reverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. Yep. Um, I I do some deep dish, but like Uno's deep dish, I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to like get down with thin crust. I I'm not I'm not feeling because it kind of, <laughs> it literally reminds me of like doing oh, communion. Logan, so, stop it! Stop. Uh-oh. <laughs> What's that, right. Logan? I, I, I said it already had the worst take. You keep saying Uno's is the best Chicago deep dish. No, when, on, it comes, when it comes to when it comes to deep dish, I do Uno's because they don't uh, around here in my area. They don't have deep dish. A lot of in a lot Chicago? of Chicago, uh, in in not Chicago, Chicago outside of Chicago, there's not a lot of places that do deep dish at all. A lot of places in my area actually. You don't do you don't have a Geno's. Nope, I, they got I, rid of I'm, it. I'm gonna say oh. my hot t- my hot take is that Little Caesars makes a better deep dish than Uno. Oh my God, do you love yourself? But you know what? But you know what? But you know what, Logan? Really... Ever since Uno started selling their pizzas and stuff, their deep dish pizzas at stores, that's what I go to and get. Oh, they're, wait, they're, they're, wait, store bought store bought pizzas always taste different from the restaurant pizzas. Store bought right. pizzas have it. Right. I give Uno's a lot of shit just because that's. I grew up on Geo's, so like Geo's to me just sets that bar so high that mm-hmm. Uno's. I mean, it's not bad, and I'm sure if I went to Uno's today, I would I would like it a little bit more. But like, I, I, I just guarantee you, the, blo- they have the they just have some really good buttery, flaky, uh, deep dish crust that yeah. like I like I like Geno's too, like and uh, and all those other places you know that are that are popular in uh, you know in Chicago, but. I don't, I, I don't know. I I do like Uno's. Like I like their crust better, but I but I think overall I like Gino's East yeah. like better. Like I like their pies better. Yeah, which so I call them pies. Those are not pizzas. They're pizza pies. <laughs> like yeah, it's- Yes, I think see, that's we, where that originated. We had a lot of Uno's, uh, like yeah. Uno, like Uno and Pizza Hut and Domino's and stuff like that. But for my area, a lot of people who were doing like pizza were doing thin crust, and it was like a lot of family-owned restaurants. So we didn't have really big names and stuff. 
um, with the, but like, like that crunchy thin crust. I'm going to, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to keep it simple for my answer. Uh, it's thin crust. There's something about, there's something about a cracker that there's yeah. something about a cracker that, that basically is a pizza and I love it. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, but also I'm one of those people, like I get really weird as much as I love breads and stuff. Like sometimes, like sometimes the crust is just too much for a pizza. Now right. that, now that being said, I do throw down on a good, on a good pan pizza. And Logan's probably going to like talk some crap about me right now because I love Domino's pan pizzas, especially they're, double, they're pretty good. Especially a double pepperoni pan pizza. That's that's the. Well, no, 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 no. This, this there's is, nothing wrong with it. This is coming. This is coming from a place where like where like Pizza Hut had like the greasiest freaking pan yeah, pizzas. Exactly. You yeah. Know, you know, it's like it's like you eat two slices, and you know, like if you if you have a family history of high blood pressure and stuff, you're breathing heavy after two slices. You know, things like that. You know. Yeah. I, I literally stay away from Pizza Hut. I don't. I just can. I do not like their, especially like. Something's it's just to too crust. greasy for me. It's just too greasy and stuff for me too. And like, there there is a point where where too much grease for me. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's they're super greasy and like their pizza is so thin, like with all the toppings on it. It's, you know yeah. what? Like yeah. your crust is like. Like this, and your pizza's like that. It's I, like, that's the other thing too. I, yeah. you, like you can ruin a pizza real fast if you have like a mediocre crust, but you have like nineteen toppings on it. You can really mm-hmm. ruin the pizza fast. I think Pizza Hut was a big thing to me back in the eighties. Right now, I just get it if I feel like it. Or I feel like honestly, you know, see, honestly, the I, one I thing that they have that I wish more places had is like I wish they had the salad bar. Like, cause yeah, like that's the one thing that I liked about pizza hut is the the being able to go sit down you know have some pizza have have a salad whatever you know and like like you know you actually feel like you can get your money's worth that way but but otherwise yeah i just I'm, i just drink their pepsis a lot at pizza yeah. hut yeah, if it's, so okay here's where i go yeah pizza hut i think is the worst of like the big chain stuff i just I, i've never been able to to get into pizza hut um if I have to go with like a, a fast food style pizza, yeah, Domino's is 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 decent. Um, their pan pizza is not bad at all. Domino's um, is my go-to but, for like yeah, just like chain. I think it's I I like Domino's because it's dry. Like it's not gre- It's not super greasy. It's, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, it's, it's and just that's why I like uh, Little Caesars too. Like I know okay, I know a lot okay, of people guys, love you, to hate Little Caesars. If you guys but miss Little Caesars, actually try time. their stuffed crust. <laughs> Their stuffed crust actually at Little Caesars is actually pretty damn good. Now, the last time I saw I, Little Caesars, you pizza, Caesar's pizza, it, and you had, wipe all the grease off, then then it's edible. See, I, ours ours I don't have as much problem with grease. Let me tell you, I like I honestly like compared to compared to like a Domino or uh, uh, pizza. pizza Hut. I've it's. Like I honestly don't have. I've... You guys, you guys think I'm exaggerating right now, but every time y'all say Little Caesars Pizza, is like I'm like I'm starting to look for Pepto. Like oh my, god. <laughs> oh my god, my. <laughs> let me tell you. Like, let yeah. me tell you about my Little Caesars experience. The la- This was probably like twelve or fifteen years ago. Okay, I was with my cousin. We were like, he does a lot of eBay shopping. Like that's what he did for a job for such a long for a long time. Mm-hmm. And we would go like all over the place, and like I would go with him sometimes, just take just to hang out and stuff. <laughs> we went, we went to a Little Caesars in Kmart. <laughs> so that's gonna tell that's gonna tell you one thing. <laughs> the pizza, the pizza, had 
it, I couldn't tell if it was the light or if the cheese was actually green. But we were no. so hungry because we hadn't eaten all day, so we got a hot and ready pizza and just sat there and ate the whole thing. Literally oh. 10 minutes down the road, 10 minutes down the road, we pull off this exit. We didn't even know where we were. We pulled into a Target, and uh, <laughs> we just spent like 10 minutes just shitting in there. Everyone and, like, had to run. And his friend, we made his friend get off the toilet and go out to the, because the, there's no toilet paper. Oh, we made him go, oh go to the aisle where the toilet paper was and bring it back to us. So, wow. Uh, it was bad. Yeah. See, I've, I've never had any bad experiences with it, but I, that, you know, they also can be a situational thing. Like, a, you know, Every city I've lived in, like the like, because uh, like I live in a metropolitan area, so we've got seven, we've got seven surrounding cities around me, and every city that I can that I can touch, you know, like by spreading my arms out, I have yet I have yet to have a situation with Little Caesars where it didn't. The only thing I get at least Little Caesars these days is just the crazy bread. That's the only thing I get. That's the only. I do not go there for the pizza. I, I, I would eat Little Caesars if someone else is buying it. I I would not walk into a Little Caesars at all. If if you're paying for it, I'll eat it. I'll, I'll have one slice and call it a day. Other than honestly, that, uh, honestly, my favorite though that we have is um we have a Jets pizza here, and so like I like I know that's a little bit more on the greasy side, but it actually it's like it's 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 at that like exceptional point where it's not too much. There's but a time like and their a place. their turbo their turbo crust stuff is like with all the the all the seasoning and stuff on it it makes it so much better. It's I'll, crazy how good see, that stuff is. To me, the best overall is just anything New York style. I love a good New York yes. stuff. Uh, yeah, something I can fold, something mm-hmm. I can eat with one hand. For real New York City ruined pizza for me though. Like anytime, exactly. it's just like like when. When Wait, my wife and New I, York City pizza? Yeah. New York, actual yeah. New York pizza. Okay. Yeah, when my wife and I went and we would get like a dollar slice or whatever, it's just like any pizza from New York just ruins all other pizza. Every other pizza Sorry. I've had since I've no. had New York pizza is just okay, period. I can, I can I've never had that. I've never had New York pizza. There's there something magical to just walking around Central Park with a slice of pizza. Like that is that's the experience everyone needs to experience in their life. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. I, anyone does Papa John's or, no. or Papa John's? Just like, no. no, they put their toppings the under only, the cheese like animals. Yeah, the only the only time that I've ever enjoyed Papa John's is my uh my sister's uh fiance and a bunch of friends would work there and we literally they would just let me make whatever kind of pizza I want with whatever toppings on it and then, yeah, then was, they would they would just opinion, bring it home and they because they would make it as theirs that they could bring home. And they were so we didn't have to ever pay for pizza. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know like commercials or anything for Papa John's. So. Well, yeah, they have they have a PR disaster they're trying to deal with. Well, still. Shaq's their spokesperson now, so there's all kinds oh. of commercials around here. For, the only thing I John's. really like about Papa John's is is I I love the banana the uh their oh banana yeah the, the, the banana peppers, peppers. Yep. <laughs> yeah I, yeah those are good I but I mean you can get those anywhere so that's the not, only you know but. The only pizza from Papa John's I get the time of day is a Hawaiian chicken barbecue pizza. That's the only one. I, that's the only one I get the time of, the time of day to. And I know people are already having a visceral reaction because there's pineapple on it. But but you know that's the only one I that's the only one I give credit to them for because uh, I'll be honest with you, like they 
they screw up their crust so many times. Like, you know, like the crust is like it's like they they don't put enough baking powder in their in their crust or mm. something and, and and it's always tough. It's like uh, it's like I might as well ate the box that the, that the pizza came in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are they I forget, are they one of those two that put that like corn cornmeal stuff on the bottom of the crust? Uh, I don't that's, think so. that's Domino's. That. That's Domino's. Domino's yeah, okay. does that. Yeah. I like that. See, I, I like it because yeah, it makes see, it I dry. Don't, I, yeah, but I don't mind theirs, but I've, like, well, I think it was just the, like, some of the DiGiorno pizzas I think they do that with, and it just isn't, I don't really care for it as much, but. It's well. funny, because uh, we had a Crossroads talk about pizza, and uh, <laughs> and uh, we, we talked, we, uh, if, if I remember correctly, we talked about what makes the perfect, what makes the perfect topping, what ruins the pizza instantly, and what's your what's your go to uh, store brand pizza? If I'm not mistaken, those are the three questions. You did burgers this week, but we uh, did burger, yeah, we did burgers this week. I think last week you did the pizza one. No, oh, and pizza, by the no, pizza by the was way, back in December. Oh, oh. Uh, by the way, so like mine, I do like stuffed crust as well, um, but you know, I'm also from Wisconsin, so the more cheese on a pizza, the better. The better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm have to find somewhere who does New York style because no one does it around here. So I might have to actually go to the city and see. Who a does lot it. of yeah, a lot of places. I feel like there. Yeah, it's. I mean, honestly, like New York style is just basically like a regular pizza, but a like a little bigger. Dinner. I mean, because if if you if you. Uh, you know, like believe the whole the whole uh, theory around why New York pizza is better. Um, you know, they say it's because of you know the the crust, the water. You know, like it, it depends on all the ingredients that are being used to make the crust. And if it really was a actual water thing, uh-huh. well, then you know, then supposedly you wouldn't be able to have it. The crust tastes as good unless you're literally getting water from New York. But, <laughs> you know, like. I was here thinking we're going to talk about like the leavening process of the dough or something. We're going to talk about well, the actual no, water. But don't you, you've, you've heard, haven't you ever heard that? I've heard they about claimed, that. Oh, the, the reason why <laughs> the crust is so good in New York is because the, of the water. water. I have yeah, never I've heard, heard that. I've, I've never heard that. I've never heard, heard that either. Yeah, people say that all the time. Like, though, the reason is because the water that they use, the water is what makes the difference. That sounds that sounds so New York, New Jersey. Yeah, exactly. I don't that. know. I used to work at Domino's. New, and we never New used water to make pizza with. What do you mean? You don't use water to make dough? I don't. I don't know. The dough is already there. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, I worked at Domino's, dude. I didn't work at like you know. <laughs> Papa yeah. Giorgio's homemade well, pizzeria. Papa John's, Papa John's makes all their dough, their dough like no, they uh, don't. Fresh. Yeah, they I do. Yeah, my cousin I worked at Dom, at Papa John's for ten years, and they never once made their own dough. It came on a truck. Okay, well that's <laughs> weird because yeah, our at, at the um, sure, a lot of these pizza the places. The one that my friends worked at, they did. A lot of these pizza places, they can't really afford to do it. You know, it depends on how jump. It depends on how jumping your side of town is. Like some, like hey, the franchisee really wants to make hand hand rolled dough. You know. Yeah. The place, the place by my house called Dewey's, though it's it's like premium pizza. It's like twenty bucks for a for a pizza, and but they're like they're like these huge pizzas. They hand make their own dough, and it's it's the best pizza in town. But you're paying for it, you know. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So, same here. so Corey, I same gotta bring here, $20 like, we have one <laughs> Yeah, the same here. We have like some that are literally I'm not kidding you, it's like thirty bucks for like a like a sixteen inch. Yeah, this it's <laughs> like uh it's like twenty one dollars for their Don Corleone, which is like it's got pepperoni ham salami on it and like a bunch of cheese on it, and then it's uh we usually get like a barbecue chicken pizza also. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so good. Their barbecue chicken pizza is so good. It's got like it's got corn and black beans and kind of like a mixture on it with some. Okay. Oh, it's so good. It's really good. I I love a good BLT pizza. I like. BLT, I like a good, I like a good BLT sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sandwiches mm-hmm. are good, mm-hmm. but I think pizzas are better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> BLT pizzas are better. So, so Corey, I'm bringing twenty dollars extra for you, pizza. You better bring when like seventy dollars extra. You, oh, you owe me. He'll <laughs> have to pay for the pizza and I charge. Corey knows I would pay for it. Corey knows how I get down. Uh, <laughs> Do you want me to hand this piece of pizza to you, Ed? That's going to be ten dollars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anybody play anything? Anything fun? Logan. Yeah. Logan's uh, absent because he yeah. said a storm knocked out his power, so he may return. Oh, he may not. Oh. oh crap! I'm not sure, but. Uh, uh, until then <laughs> yeah so, i can start i've great I've start i've been playing okay so i got my new pc a laptop actually um for you know for doing stuff for the shows and things like that but um it's an actual gaming laptop so now i could actually use uh game pass on pc and so I uh, went and I downloaded a couple of games uh, just to kind of, you know, see how it looks and stuff. And uh, so I, I played a little bit of Hellblade on it just to kind of, you know, just to see. To That's a good game to test the the graphics and, you know, and see how things look. And, mm-hmm. and it, you know, it, it ran pretty good. It looked pretty good at, at yep. max settings. Um, I probably need to turn some of them down because there were there were little little tiny hiccups with like um, with frame rate I think but um, yeah I mean it but it looked it looked good though otherwise um, but what I, I actually before we started the show I I downloaded it as well uh, Mech Warriors Five yeah because uh, that's in Game Pass on PC and so I was, I was playing that and man I'm I'm so rusty when it comes to playing uh, with a keyboard and mouse and stuff because that game you can't you know you can't use a controller to play it I don't think um, and so so that was having fun uh, you know trying to get used to to doing that and you know and on on top of it that's like the worst game to try to you know uh, get movement and stuff down with with a keyboard and mouse when you haven't done it in like I don't know, probably like 15, 20 years now or whatever since I've like actually played a, a good game on legit like PC with keyboard and mouse. But uh, yeah, that, that game is so fun. And I, I don't I've never played the fifth one or the fourth one. I, I think the last one I had played was the third one. Uh, Mech, yeah, Mech Warriors or whatever. Three, I believe it was. So but yeah, so I was enjoying that. It's a it's it's a good game. I love you know I like mech games. I haven't played like a legit one on PC and and like literally forever. I'm pretty sure so, the last time I played a mech game kind of seriously was uh, 
what Mecha Salt on the original Xbox. I think. Yeah. Oh wow. Yes. Yeah. Same here. That's the that's the last time that I played one seriously. Unless you want to count Titanfall. But, yeah. Yeah. Nah. Titanfall. Titanfall, amazing, Titanfall is is like definitely a, a more um, easier easier to get in you know like to do because it's it just it's literally your your mechs are just basically big robots that you're con- controlling like a normal first person shooter <laughs> whereas like the mech warrior games are like you've gotta you gotta turn your your torso and your legs and they you know they they operate individually and all those kinds of fun things so that that was fun <laughs> like not mm-hmm. playing a game on PC in a long time and then trying to screw around with that but I eventually started getting the hang of it so yeah I've just I and I I played some uh uh Cyber Shadow <sighs> oh boy and I downloaded it on Game Pass I I really I really want to like this game but the, they did they did the thing that I really just really really hate like I don't mind if you want to make it look like a retro game but then on top of it to be to act like you only have two buttons on the controller is just annoying <laughs> like oh I want to make it you know like we have we literally have like these really good new controllers for a reason because they're just better than the original you know ones with nothing but a d-pad and two buttons so why why make it so you have to push a, a direction uh, up and the and one button to throw something when you literally have like eight other buttons on the controller that you're not using like what's the point in that i don't uh, yeah shovel, I get shovel it. knight wanna... did that too though i mean yeah, i know it's see, not the I same just... developer but it's the same publisher shovel knight did that yeah. too it sounds yeah, like they really. Yeah. It sounds like they really were trying to homage like Ninja Gaiden yeah. from the NES. And, I, because... and it's annoying. <laughs> yeah. Like just get over it. Just, well, Castlevania did like, the same thing move... on NES. Well, yeah, NES though. The the but that's that's because they only had two buttons on the controller. Well, like, I'm just I, saying. You know, I'm like, just saying that. Yeah. Like that stuff like that. You know. Yeah. Castlevania and like Ninja Gaiden, they well, did. We've that, got so. more buttons on the controller now. You don't need to do that. <laughs> like that's I, that that's why I just I have a really hard time getting into these like trying to throw back retro games because sometimes they're just too pretentious with stuff, and it just makes it annoying. Like I I just just that's make fair. just. Just make a game. You can make it look like an old game. Go for it. But you've got a bunch of buttons now. Like, just use them. <laughs> like that. I don't know. I, I just... I just, like... The thing is, is, like, too many people... Like, I've seen too many games where they make those kind of games, but they don't make them, you know, 8-bit characters or 16-bit characters. Instead, they make them, like you know more more modern day looking and mm-hmm. in my opinion those games just look so much better the more modern day stuff like i i get it i get there's a you know there's a uh you know a group of people who want that stuff and that's fine but i just feel like it seems like every single indie game that comes out is all that retro looking you know 16 bit stuff and i and it's just getting to the point 
like you know we had we've had in the past with shooters and stuff too where it's just getting so oversaturated and everyone's trying to do the same exact thing and a lot of the times there isn't that big of of differences or uniqueness in what they're doing that it's just it just gets irritating it's like oh there's another one of those and so like i i just wish that people would if they want to you know if they want to do stuff that's more like retro like try to go for some of the other you know uh genres or the other time time periods of you know game stuff uh for nostalgia like i i just don't like that it's always going to back to that same one thing and uh yeah i i i think that's the thing is i i love indie games mostly like honestly like i buy more indie games than i buy anything else and and I, it's just upsetting because like i feel like it's there's just too much of the same thing coming out like lately within the last couple of years honestly mm-hmm. where it's just always been that same thing over and over and over again it's it's just kind of getting repetitive and like i'm just getting kind of sick of it you know like especially when we have things like like i'm looking forward to like tunic for sure like i like i don't mind that kind of stuff like give me a a top down like um you know rpg kind of type game like that or adventure game like that that actually you know makes me uh excited or interesting in playing that style of game that i've never had an, an affinity for like i've you know i never really got into the original uh zelda games like i played them but i just for whatever reason they just didn't they didn't really catch oh, my ahead. attention yeah I like they just attention. didn't they just didn't they they didn't do it just didn't do it for me like i you know my 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 uh, likes have changed though. You know quite a bit since I was younger. Um, but but I mean you know like there there's a lot of other types of things like where you can go for that retro style without having to make it you know 16 bit you know sprites for the characters. You can like you know make it look modern. You know like things like Ori like. Ori is is probably one of the most gorgeous looking games, you know, like out there as far as like not going for a realism. And, you know, there's just so many other things that you can do to to make to make your game stick, you know, stand out. And I feel like too much if you if you keep on going back to that old school retro look it i feel like a lot of times those games are just gonna get lost like you know like it it just because too many people are trying trying to do that over and over and over again so i don't know i because they're you know they're they have there have been games like that that i have really enjoyed um you know like the messenger and and you know there's different things like that but too many too many of them i just i've kind of just ignored because i was like uh, there's too many of these <laughs> but, uh, Laurent, what do you play? uh uh the medium 
I started last night. Yeah. I was actually streaming it last night. The medium. It's actually it's actually pretty interesting. Uh, there are parts to it that I feel like the game is slow, and it and it's kind of and it's it's kind of alarming for me, given that you can beat the game in like in like under eight hours. So I just need to get a little bit deeper into it to see what's going on with it. But I do like some of the mechanics. The main reason why I want to check out and check this game out because it, it caught my attention during the Xbox show when they were revealing they were doing their games reveals and stuff for the uh, for the Series X. Is what caught my attention is the fact that you know, like, like everything's happening is happening and being rendered in real time. You know, in two different in two different worlds and stuff like that. You know, you have basically overworld and underworld to simplify it and stuff like that. And uh, and the fact that you actually get to see it mirrored and stuff, uh, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get this. Um, it's coming. It came the Game Pass, and I was like, I'm definitely gonna get it for the PC. Uh, to, uh, to see what it's about. I'm enjoying it, but like I said, the fact that it seems a little slow, and it's not the fact that I'm like bumbling around the game because I do like to explore and things like that. But uh, yeah. but it seems it seems slow, and like I said, it's 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 kind of starting to raise a, a, a caution flag for me, given that you can beat the game in under eight hours. So I, I know Nature said that they made the uh, money back, like for the production and mark. I think production and marketing, so it was successful. I think in. I think it was, it, was, it was reported today about it. So I, I so well, I mean, good. it's it's successful, but you know, like I, I I don't I don't always take stock in like Metacritic and stuff like that. But it's got a but I think last night before I went to bed, it has like a seventy three like user score, and mm-hmm. that's that's mediocre. Yeah, I know a lot of people were. I mean, I was telling you, Leron, uh, a lot of people were planning to stream it this weekend. So and yeah. I think you're the only one. You're the only one that's doing it on PC that I know of. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, like I, I souped up this PC, so I wouldn't be able to play these games that are actually going like, like to like tax hardware. So that's that's my thing. Yeah, that's the only that's the only game I've actually had time time to play this week. I haven't really played anything else. Yeah, I played the first hour of that, and I'm yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. The medium, I uh, I'm actually kind of glad that it's not like a. Uh, like a third person shooter or whatever like you know like it they're actually going more for like a walking sim type kind of like approach almost where where you know there's not really much uh well there's not really any combat i don't think um it's more it's more of just like solving puzzles and like trying to figure out more and more about the story and but it's but it's done like the original Resident Evil games with the fixed camera angles and stuff like that, um, which, which that I kinda, I think they've done. That was kind of weird for me. That was kind of weird for me too. I was yeah. I, I was expecting more of the free the free camera. Yeah, I think they did a good job of it though. Like it doesn't like so far I haven't ran in, into any situations where the camera angle like messed me up or whatever, mm. um, or you know like. Because you know that was a lot of times there was issues with the camera angles, and and stuff like that in the, those original Resident Evil games. I mean, I got so used to those that it didn't it you know didn't really phase me back in the day. But um, but yeah, like I mean, I'm enjoying like the story stuff and all that too so far. Um, you know, I stopped right before I I feel like it starts really going anywhere. Cause I just want I just made a quick look of it basically on my on my Twitch um, account, but yeah, I'm I want to get back to that. I'm gonna actually try and see if, see if it'll run on my PC or on my laptop. Mm. Hmm. Nice. 
Yep, that's it for me. Cool. Ed, did you go? Sorry, I had to walk oh. away for a second. Uh, no, I haven't went. Then you go. Okay, so I'm playing Nino <laughs> Kuni on Switch. Uh, you know, because uh, I've had it on PS3, but I didn't really like finish it on that system. But I am drawing that game on Switch. Uh, it's, not, it's a really fun game. I'm, I'm liking it. Um, and last but not least, because I'm going to keep it short, uh, playing Cyber Shadow for uh, Boss Rush Review. Um, I'm really enjoying this game. I've been telling people it is Konami's take on Ninja Gaiden. Um, because the character, some of the character models and the look of it feels like a Konami game, like Double Dribble. Um, and I'm like, it gets difficult when you get later on into the game. Surprisingly, you cannot duck in this game. Um, and I, I'm not liking the soundtrack. I, and reason why I said Batman, I feel like Batman from Sunsoft on the NES is the kind of soundtrack this game needs. Like, it needs a guitar riff rocket soundtrack, and the game doesn't have it. And stuff. Some people do like. Some people do like the soundtrack to it. I'm not feeling it though. Um, so, but this it's getting really good. Uh, really challenging, uh, and it's just a, it's a it's a really fun game. So uh, hopefully I'll have the review up later on this week. But that's pretty much all that I'm playing at this moment. Hmm. That was short. I was expecting more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, honestly, there are aspects of it that I do like, but I just there's some things <laughs> that I wish they would just have changed. But uh, as for me, I've only really been playing Destiny this week. I've been working on some other things and working, honestly. Uh, so that's kind of about it. I, I I don't really have anything to say about Destiny. The new season starts in two weeks. I'm just grinding out. You know, so so with the new season, what uh, um is it? Is that bringing like actual like new? Are they bringing new uh, weapons and stuff? Yeah, uh, they're bringing okay. new weapons. Okay. They're changing a bunch of things. They're uh they're nerfing a lot of the way that PC players w- play and trying to balance that out before crossplay comes in. Uh, oh. So that's kind of like the big thing going on. Uh, they're changing the way uh, reputation is earned through the vendors. They're changing the way bounties work. They're changing the way... Uh, there's not going to be any more weekly bounties. There's only going to be daily bounties, and then they're bringing in seasonal mm-hmm. challenges, uh, right. which are just like during the season, they're introducing new challenges every week, but they stay there until the season's over. So like, if you skip like week three, four, and five, you can come back week six and, and still do those challenges. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to create... Okay in-game content for people who don't play either play a lot or play with a lot of people or have friends to play with and it's it's kind of nice so yeah that sounds good to me. that kind of that that kind of <laughs> sucks though I, I like i like weekly bounties uh, compared to daily bounties daily bounties just just you know basically forces me to get on every day and play yeah but i mean there's so are many they, that it's just like are they bringing the crossplay next month uh, or, I don't know when they're bringing it. Like they're, they, they said it? Su- they said it's coming soon. They haven't given a specific date. A date. So, I would guess the beginning of season fourteen is when they'll bring crossplay in. Because uh, I think they want to see how mouse and keyboard is balanced against controller players on PC first. And oh then... yeah, I think, uh, yeah, folks will get raped. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. probably what that two or three months. Yeah. Monster Hunter World. Three ish, three ish. Okay, because 
because see, but this is right at this is right after the new DLC drop, right? After um for Destiny, I cannot think of what it. Beyond or, Light. This is Beyond Light. This is the second season of Beyond Light. It's season thirteen. So, thirteen. Okay. Uh, season of the they they haven't announced what the season is yet, but the data miners said it's the season of the chosen, uh, which could mean a lot of things in the Destiny lore. So we're gonna find out soon. So. Okay. Uh, let's see here. We're gonna we're gonna go to some some questions. Where did my Google Doc go? That's fun. Do do do. I deleted it. No, I didn't. Here it is. I found it. Uh, maybe if Google Drive loads, what's happening mm-hmm. right now? Everything's just like slow. I have them up if you need. Yeah, them. I have it. I have it up if you need. I got it. Uh. We're going to answer some questions, guys. We've got three questions to answer before we leave today. All right, let's do it. Coming from Twitter. It, by the way, if you have a question for this show, you can tweet at Boss Rush Network or email us at BossRushGamesPro at gmail.com. Email address might be changing. That's a long email address. I get it. I know. Somebody commented how long it was, and I was like, okay, I get it. I know. Block from uh, Block's Game Reviews. He was on this show. Uh, cool guy. You should check out his channel. It's very, very cool. Yes. Uh, he says, Reggie recently stated on a New York Game Awards Twitch stream that the Switch ha- was a, quote, make or break product for Nintendo after the failure of the Wii U. Do you agree? Did Switch need to be a massive hit, uh, be the massive hit it has been? I mean, the short answer is yes, right? Because yeah, like, the, yes. the Wii U was yep. like just, I, as much as I love the Wii U, I love the Wii U. I still think like in terms of, what games are on it it still has one of the best libraries nintendo's ever produced but that's why you're seeing them all move over to switch because nobody bought the system exactly yeah uh i think that make or break for nintendo proper in the way that nintendo views its business i don't think for nintendo proper but to stay in the conversation the same conversation that we talk about xbox playstation and pc that definitely Mm -hmm. the switch definitely had to be the hit it is yeah, I, I I can agree with that. But, but here's the thing about it: like I don't I don't feel like it's make or break. It would be make or break for them because what would happen is they would have just continued to run 3ds into the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, if the switch or they would have just made a new one, new. Uh, yeah. I a, think new, a, a new hand. Well, the switch technically is the new handheld, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but if, but for some strange reason, if no one adapted to the switch the way the way Nintendo would have probably projected, mm-hmm. they would have just continued because you notice it took them about two years into the life of the uh, of the switch to finally say, okay, 3ds is going bye bye. The thing you notice that. It, they gave they gave themselves a nice little buffer, which you know, like Corey and I complained what last week that we need we need more of the damn 3ds games to show up on the mm-hmm. Switch. Yeah, I think it was I think it might have been like two game. weeks ago. Uh, but my thing my thing with the Switch is like I think the I think the Wii U was kind of an experiment for them where like it it's weird because Nintendo puts out products and it's like a sometimes it's an experiment and if it's an experiment that goes great then they use it right or if it's not then they try again the next time right like i think uh i think the That's switch is virtual boy. I, I think yeah yeah we got labo <laughs> out of it 20 years later uh yeah. my thing with the, the switch is like it's the realization of what they wanted the wii u to be plus the natural progression of their handhelds yeah so uh yeah. And, and with that i mean like the switch is what they wanted the wii u to be right like a like game console mm. that you could sit and play 
in your hands if you're watching TV or play on the TV, right? And this is just the way better version of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I think it's the cost that they was wearing. I I do agree. I don't like I said. I don't think this is a make or break kind of product. You know, the the Switch. Nintendo always talks about innovating in the games. They always want to do and try do different things. Um, and I, I feel like with the Switch, they knocked it out the park. You know, it's, it was more of let's prove people what we are really about. We're not just this gimmicky kind of company. We are about games and everything. And people who thought that the system wouldn't have any games, it was that it was the stu- the games that brought them. When they people realized that the functionality of Switch are taking it on the go and playing it at home is, and and everything like it was fitting a lot of people's lifestyle. Uh, definitely for our parents and older gamers. Um, the, I don't think it needs to be a massive hit or anything uh, due to the due to the fact that if, if it's a massive hit, that would mean that they would need the money in a financial sense. And Nintendo got banked like crazy. You know, definitely with Amiibos and all the stuff that they have for the Wii U. So um, I think they just need to show how their innovation fits into your gaming lifestyle and well, i think nintendo didn't need so much a massive hit with their next system they just need to make sure that it didn't repeat the same performance as the wii u that that was the major thing nintendo nintendo would have survived on their handhelds alone and the switch yeah. is a and the switch is a glorified handheld but you know even I, because I was excited for the Switch when they first unveiled it. But the first thing mm-hmm. immediately I thought about was like, man, that thing's going to be huge, though. You know, that's the first thing I thought, yeah. you know, you, you know. And so I I, it, I was trepidatious about it. Also, you know, I have I have a I can I can sometimes get buyer's remorse from buying Nintendo consoles. Like I definitely have buyer's remorse after buying the Wii. And the only reason why I have buyer's remorse for the Wii is because the Wii didn't just have enough games that I wanted. So, like, I definitely missed out on the Wii U. But also the Wii U for, for me was like. The design choice for the Wii U just didn't make any sense for me, and there was like no way I was gonna like spend money on it. It definitely, definitely in that time. It, I'll keep going back to the financial look at at this when the when people say massive stuff. Nintendo products continue to make they make the money when they sell out the box. Sony and Microsoft, when they bring out a new console, they're gonna lose money for a good two to three years. I don't know how PlayStation Five and Series X is that's doing. not that's not true because they've made, that, yeah. they've made a profit on every single console day one since the GameCube. They've came out and said that. But Microsoft and Sony? No, no Nintendo. No, since I'm talking the about. GameCube. No, I'm talking to. Right, I, I'm saying when they bring stuff out, they make a profit. PlayStation made a profit on PlayStation Four day one. Yeah, they did. And Xbox I made a, they said, Xbox made a profit on the Xbox One day one. That and, was their big te- push last year, last time because they thought con- like remember that big conversation when the new consoles were coming out that consoles were dying, especially after how yeah. uh, not well the Wii U did at launch. They're like, oh, everybody's going to move to phones and PCs and like. You know the console. People don't want consoles anymore. They will just want to go the go go and like uh, the D, like the 3ds was kind of like in that space where like the 3ds cost two hundred fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Nobody was going to pay that for a 3ds, right? And that's why they dropped it eighty dollars. But like, yeah, the, the big the big thing was like we have to make a profit off these boxes day one, or just in case like nobody wants these things, you know. And, right. and yeah. that was the big yeah, push, Sony, and that's Sony why. Micro- oh, go ahead, Laron. 
Oh, I was just about to say, Sony and Microsoft have already said that, that they made they made their money off of off of the the PS5 and the Xbox yeah, series uh, series consoles. The only the only problem is like they have the dilemma right now because like the wrong people bought the system, so they don't have a user base for them. That's yeah. that's the that's the battle that's they're the fighting problem. right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah. knew, I and knew, I think, I think, oh, uh, just quickly, correct. I think because. Wasn't it like 360 and PS3, or maybe it's just been PS3? They weren't making money on PS3. PS3. PS3 was definitely like in a in a vacuum, and they were, and that was the most expensive console at the time. Because mm-hmm. the PS4, they were was losing, kind of like, they were losing money when they were charging six hundred dollars for that console because they had that they had a they had the uh, a PS3, but they also had a Blu-ray, which was new tech at the time, and then they also and had, they had the PS2, they had they the had emotion chipset in there. Yeah, yeah, they had the PS2 chipset in there. You basically you basically you basically bought two and a half systems because yeah. the, because the emotion engine could play PS1 games. Yeah, yeah, because they because the make or break system for PS3 for Sony was the PS4 and. That really made them. Um, I don't know. They they caught up to 360 at the end. Well, and yeah, like they, if you they, look at if you look at time of like time of release to the end of the generation, mm-hmm. like per year, play, PlayStation 3 actually averaged more units sold per year than the Xbox. But like Xbox dominated that whole the first two or three years of that generation, especially that first year because it was the only console out. Uncontended, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, yes. and so, like, the Xbox was just in the front of everybody's mind the entire time. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, since it was built on, you know, more universal architecture, the games ran better, they came out earlier, they didn't come out day and day yeah. on PS3. Mm-hmm. I remember the big deal that, like, Mass Effect was, Mass Effect 2 was, like, what, like a year and a half later? And Bioshock was a year later, and, like, the PS3 could hardly run bioshock but at the end if you beat bioshock at the end you got the trailer for bioshock 2 that's why the ps3 version was cool of bioshock but like Mm -hmm. i just remember all these things revolving around the ps3 were like oh man these games don't run well the only games that run well are first party games yeah 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 you know what the 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 saving grace for sony with the ps4 is the fact that they they adapted to x86 six architecture and basically that means anybody can develop for the system now like people people complained about being had developing for ps3's hardware and they definitely complained well they, well they complained about ps2 software but they definitely complained about P, uh, hardware i'm sorry because wasn't it like the cell chip that was that it was hard this, for them to develop for well, ps3 yeah, for, uh, the cell engine was ps Wait, Cell Engine was PS3, yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and a lot of people, a lot of people were saying, were, were saying like this is the worst system we've had to develop for since I, I don't even know what would have been prior, but so, um, but the yeah. Emotion Engine also gave people problems too, but it wasn't as universally problematic as the Cell Engine wound up being. And and that's why I, I kind of say like, and then when well when we jumped into Xbox when the PS4. The expectation was that Xbox was going to continue to dominate, so mm-hmm. there was going to be more money. And I think once they started talking about all the features and stuff, that kind of uh, made a lot of gamers angry. PS4 kind of won off of that, you know, of their bad marketing, which kind of kind actually, of deserved. Not actually, with- actually, Microsoft had another problem too. They had a problem that Nintendo had faced uniquely for a while. Like they started, they started losing developers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Nintendo was always, I think Nintendo, and I know you talk about this, uh, around that Nintendo has a loyal fan base and stuff. That's Nintendo true. as a Nintendo as the first party company, their their titles are just strong, and so even if they don't have a third party, like a whole bunch of third party developers, their first party will be able to carry them. 
I mean, I that's not true. We I saw that with the I Wii U know. in the GameCube. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. True, true, true. But, you know, you still, when you still think of Nintendo, you still think of their first party stuff. I mean, that's true with every company. That goes without saying, though. I mean, you think about I, that with PlayStation I, I, also, right? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I know they do marketing deals with third party to make you think of those games as PlayStation games. But when you think of PlayStation, you don't think of, you know, Battlefront 2 or like FIFA or anything you think of you think of The Last of Us you think of Uncharted you think of of God of War Horizon like you think of their first party too and I think like just on that discussion I think that's the problem that Microsoft is kind of facing right now is like what do you associate with Microsoft besides Halo and like we haven't had a well general population says we haven't had a a good Halo game since Halo Reach but you know like and like if that's like Forza Horizon has kind of been the lead, or or Forza Motorsport in the in the the Forza series. Has yeah, like but people kind of took, no, oh, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't it's matter driving, the quality. It's not a driving factor. It's not a driving factor though. Like that's the well, pro- yeah, driving. Well, yeah. Ah. yeah, but like, but Forza has become a big name, almost like Halo Forza, in a sense. And the Halo has- is. Forza like, has become a big name, but guess what? No one ever walks into an electronic store and like, hey, do you have Forza Horizon on the PlayStation? Yes. Or do you have Forza Horizon on the Switch? They, we always get people coming in, hey, do you have do you have Pikmin on the PlayStation? Or hey, do you, or hey, do you have Mario? Sackboy? Do you have do you have Sackboy on 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 the Switch? It, it, it's, it, it's never it, it's there's no people pray that one day we can walk into a store and say, hey. Can I get Halo for the PS5? Or hey, can I get Gears of War for the PS5? People are praying for that, but you know, yeah. that's about, well, that's about the unit. You could you could get the Master Chief Collection oh, on play, on PlayStation at some point. There's that, a there that, is a rumor. I mean, I mean, there have been talks that Microsoft wanted to put the Master Chief Collection on PlayStation, but actually, they want to put they want to put the Master Chief Collection on on anything they can find. Honestly, I mean, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that to be arrogant or anything. I know they've been trying to do that because because Master Chief and Halo is their most prolific title. Mm-hmm. And like it's it's good marketing, right? I mean, it's why PlayStation put Horizon on PC, right? It's like free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're getting paid to market the sequel to your game by putting the first game on a different platform years after it released on the on the initial platform, right? And I think I think mm-hmm. that's that's cool too because like microsoft is using that strategy now with like oh well you can buy our games on steam or you know a select few titles on on nintendo switch or your phone or whatever but if you subscribe to game pass and you have an xbox or you use the a game pass for pc you get these games with your subscription or if you want to buy them all cart through steam or whatever marketplace you want to you can also do that and mm-hmm. I, I think and i think that's why I feel like with the Switch, definitely with indie games and third party getting their stuff ported over to Switch and Nintendo's first party with that, I think if Nintendo, the Switch just was unexpected to be doing the stuff that it's doing now. I mean, remember supposed- remember the conversations we were having on Nintendo Power Block all those years ago, Ed, when, when the Switch was like, re- was releasing and like that we had Zelda and Bomberman and yeah. that was... That was in in Shovel Knight coming later in in a remake a forty dollar remake of Street Fighter Two like those were the games we were talking about and we were like if this is all this system is gonna handle besides first party we have an issue here but then like as you know I think Nintendo had the that hit after hit after hit after hit that first year and then mm-hmm. 
as people were realizing the Switch could be a replacement for Vita for indie games, plus like yes. plus like, you know, Nintendo first party and then third party started jumping on, right? Remember our reaction to the Bethesda stuff of like, here's yeah. Skyrim, here's Wolfenstein two, here's, here's Doom. Doom. Like that kind of stuff, yeah, you're sacrificing quality, but you're you're paying for the convenience of taking it with you type mm-hmm. deal, right? And like that's I mean that I but all the every single Bethesda game that's been out has sold over a million copies because of that on on Switch and just to have that uh port- portability factor and we talk about The Witcher 3, right? Too. It's like, mm-hmm. oh god, that game is kind of not looking great in handheld mode, but you can link it to your your Steam or GOG account. Uh you can have cross save between them and like you can play it's- the superior version on your PC while, or take it with you, right? Like that's and me and yeah. Ron was talking about this because I mentioned like PC games coming to Switch and everything. Like that was unexpected and everything. Um, mm-hmm. I think we was chatting through uh, when you was doing Crossroads and we was talking about it. It's just yeah. like Switch has to become a more of an unexpected kind of hit because people were just like, what games are going to be in the system? Or they everybody had already set their expectation of making that system fail. But it outbeat everybody's expectations. So I think that's what makes it uh, I don't think uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's I don't think it's out beating everybody's expectations. People are just being surprised by what is happening because mm-hmm. I mean I mean universally speaking, like and, and right now technically the switch is like two systems behind now because the new systems are out now. Uh, the switch uh, is just and, and but also Nintendo also has a reputation like their their hardware is underpowered. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to the it, when it, it comes to the when it comes to mainstream gaming, their hardware's underpowered. So, like all these games, like The Witcher and all this stuff, like it's it's a surprise that you know the games are playing well. They look halfway decent and stuff like that. So that's the that's the major draw. And so, like it's it's just it's like it's like you know, like Nintendo keeps coming around, coming around the corner and like popping you in the stomach real fast, and then running back to its corner. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's surprising you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think yeah, and I think I oh, think ahead, the. I just wanted to say, like, and with the, you know, with the, with the question and, you know, what what he had said in it, you know, that about what Reggie said, when he said that it was make or break, I don't, I don't think the that he meant like for the whole entire business. Mm-hmm. I think he meant just for, for like whether they were going to continue doing consoles anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I could oh, see I them just oh, going. I don't, I don't, see, I don't, I could, I don't see them. Well, no, the I could just see them doing handheld. No, I don't. I, not. I, I, the thing, the thing too, is like they the were one thing that they think would work would work didn't end up working. Then I, wh- what would they? They might feel like, what's the point? Then? Well, look at all these it's other different the, experiments well, they started doing, right? Uh, like yeah. Amiibo, Labo, uh, yeah. you know, some of these Great other, fit. yeah, like some of these other initiatives that they've been doing. Like that was in preparation. I feel like, oh, the yeah. Wii wasn't a hit our company's kind of you know taking a downward slide if our next thing doesn't hit we got to be prepared to change our business model uh mm-hmm. and that's why a lot of people were talking about oh will nintendo ever go third party which like they like I, right now, it's hard right to now. talk about now because like the switch is is huge right what 67 yeah. million units have sold in four it's, years it's, like that's huge it's been, dom- it's been dominated for two whole years oh you know so, hold on hold on like, i Hold on, Corey. I I kind of I kind of garl up, garl up in um in a uh, in Pablox uh peanut butter. 
<laughs> on Monday night because they touted that, and I was like, "You," I was like, "That's the most bloated number ever." Because I know people who have four Switch systems in their home. I'm aware, and, and I know, like, I know people have like there. There's two in each house, like two, three in each household, right? Like, yeah. like okay, last gen. Whoever didn't buy a PS4, or Xbox One you know, probably wasn't getting one at that point. You know what I mean? Like I, I get that mm-hmm. those numbers are kind of bloated, but it's still like when you look at the actual numbers, they're still pretty impressive in terms oh, of Oh yeah, sales. it's impressive. Yeah, yeah. I I know where you're coming from and I, I agree with your side too, Laron. Like I think like, oh, let's tout let's tout the last two years because console sales of the other two are down because everybody already owns one. Uh and the new consoles are coming out. But like what they what the, the what they've been able to do in four years is not not impressive. I mean, yeah. I mean, to me, it's it it is impressive because of everybody. Everybody thought the get. Everybody thinks that gaming is just Xbox or PlayStation. Every time, see, I don't think so though. No, that's not that's not that's not true either. That's not that's not true either. Like no, every because because Nintendo still is a is a is a is a name in everybody's mouths that are gamers. It is. It maybe except for PC gamers. I mean, you know, PC PC gamers are a really arrogant bunch. Like the like like the console is just is peasant gaming for them. (laughs) But a lot of people think when the biggest titles are coming out, Nintendo's name. And in the past, was never attached to me. And of course, develop they didn't have those developers. Right now, right now, it kind of seems that when the game comes out, everybody is saying, "Is it going to be on the Switch?" That has to have that has to happen to Nintendo in years. Uh, yeah, I think I'm you're not, I think you're saying that because you're still no, mad about the Mass Effect. No, uh, I, the, well, yeah, the Mass, the Mass Effect. Effect. <laughs> but but there has there has been a lot of times that big name games have that came out, and some people have asked, "Is there a Nintendo Switch version?" You know, and some, and it's surprising that when a game that is a big name that does come to Switch, people are people will at least try to pick it up. You know, I so I've they have never... a reason to play their Switch. that is it. That's it too. I had I had a phase where I was like, I need to start buying some games for the system, or I just really yeah. wasted three hundred dollars. I I I, I, yeah. I had that. I had, but I've, I've had that problem with damn near every Nintendo system I've had since since after the GameCube because the GameCube I bought I bought games for because there was games they had that were coming out yeah. that I wanted for the GameCube. GameCube but was amazing. for the for the Wii, I had to sit down and like. I need to buy some games, or I can't. Or I, I really haven't justified me spending the money, you know, on this system. The it's, Switch had that problem too. The 3DS didn't have that problem for me. And, and that's Leron. When I was, uh, I may, and we'll move on to the next question. When I said that a lot of people who buy a lot of games or do a lot of the big gaming on Xbox and PS4 and, P- and PlayStation, I think now they do it on digital because there was a lot of digital sales with Switch. It's kind of like a mixture of both of people doing physical and digital, uh, and even important, even important. Like when Switch first came out, PS4 and Xbox One also had region free stuff, but nobody was importing stuff on those consoles. People were importing; it's still importing stuff on their American Switch for Japan. So I think that that's some that's like kind of the unexpected stuff with Nintendo. Um, I, and I think Nintendo themselves wasn't prepared to see to see that these sales would be happening to their product like that. Nintendo has always been making money, <laughs> whether you like it or not. They have money in the bank, and even if people think that the Switch will fail, they got I think what ten billion yen in their account still ready to go to restart their whole business. 
Hey, uh, just a just a real fast, like like just uh, just go back to what Jesse was saying for a moment. I think uh, I, I the one thing I the one thing I, I agree with you uh, on is that if the switch if the switch didn't if the switch did the same performance as the uh, as the Wii U did, Nintendo would Nintendo would have definitely pared down on all the gimmicky stuff, and they would have made a more traditional console, like something a la the GameCube, for example. They mm-hmm. would have made a more traditional console. I don't think they would have dropped out of the console business because they all because they know all they have to do is like launch another handheld, and you know that'll help get them the funds to do the R and D for their next console system. I they would just. Because I mean, let's let's be honest with you. Like a lot of people, a lot of people do like the portable systems, but not everybody wants to play Mario Kart on 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 a 3ds. You right. know, it, mm-hmm. and, and Nintendo's handheld systems kept a lot of these third pump, third party companies in business. Square Enix was in trouble with Final Fantasy 13, but Bravely Default helped them out. Monster Hunter kind of helped Capcom out, but that there's some other things with Capcom that. Kind of kept them. Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo did. Nintendo did not help Capcom out with Monster Hunter. I'm saying with, I'm saying with, I'm saying with, with 3DS, like kind of helping Capcom stay afloat because a lot of Capcom's games that was coming out during the time of Wii U, they were doing a lot of ports of like the Resident Evil, and even you, LeBron, said that there were so many Resident Evil ports. Like Resident Evil Four, (laughs) they've been ported out to everything. I think Resident Evil One though is has more still. Right. And yes. Yeah. Wait. Wait. More. Yeah. More. Because there was the there was the um the DS version where where you could use you swiped on the pad to, when to use your knife oh, to no, swipe your knife. Oh no, talking about the release of this of the same game like of the game. Yeah. Game. Yeah, but I mean it's it is still the same game. It's just it had it just had there's a different two different there's two different versions. There's two different versions of Resident Evil 1 though. There's yeah. only been one version of Resident Evil 4 and it and it's been ported to ported practically to every system like 360 Xbox mm-hmm. One. Yeah, you've got the somebody's original... grandma a toaster. It's probably on the Tesla car right now. It's basically it's well, basically it's basically, it's basically Capcom Skyrim is that it's on everything. Oh, oh, oh well, we're, well, we're talking about director's cut then technically there's three different versions of Resident Evil 1 out there, yeah. you know. Yeah. Because the Resident Evil remake is the Resident Evil remake that launched on the GameCube. Like, yeah, it's been ported to a bunch of a bunch of systems, but you know, it has not been as universally ported as Resident Evil Four has. Resident Evil Four has gone backwards to some systems that aren't even relevant and have, and have come out. That one came on Wii, and that was a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, and it works. So, <sighs> yeah, so I mean, it's it's yeah. it's a thing. It's a thing. Speaking of things. That was a good question. That was a really good question. Yes, Block. Thank you for our twenty-minute discussion on twenty uh, only. Hey, so maybe, maybe the Boss Rush podcast should now just be called the Boss Rush Forum. I mean, <laughs> might as well. Uh, our next question comes from Jack Brow. He asks, uh, "What is your gaming accomplishment you're most proud of? Acquiring a Wii on launch day and acquiring an Xbox Series X." <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I was gonna say acquiring a PS5, a launch edition PS5, like during the for that week, because I didn't get, I didn't technically get it day one, but I actually had access to it on day one. Yeah, <laughs> um, actually, actually, my, I want to say my biggest gaming accomplishment. I had to think, I have to, I have to think long and hard about this because uh, I've had some really good, like, feel good moments and stuff like that. But honestly, when I was able to, when I was able to do the, uh, to do an actual like. It's, it's considered a speed run, but when I was able to actually get Super Metroid with all the requirements to get the best ending in a run, but also get every single item and device and still get that best ending, 
I think that's been my best accomplishment. I I plugged a lot of time in Super Metroid. A hundred percent under three hours. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you have to be real skilled to do that. Yeah, like now there were times, there were times when I actually had to like delete the save file and start back over because uh, I knew I was, I knew I was slacking somewhere. Um, for me, uh, it's not game wise, but actually getting a chance to podcast with Yacht Club, uh, for World One One, actually getting to talk to them about video games, how they grew up with games, and talking about Shovel Knight, like that was really cool. I think that's one of my biggest gaming accomplishments. So. Uh, and also having my stories, uh, my blogs feature on uh, Venture Beat or, or Gaming Beat mm-hmm. when it was out mm-hmm. back uh, while One Up was done. Like um, those editors put my community blogs in the front for people to read. They actually nice. they actually posted why I dislike the three Xbox 360, and it was <laughs> it it got some views. <laughs> so I'm, that's kind of the game accomplishment that I'm happy to have. Is it because it wasn't made by Nintendo? No, it was actually the hardware. It was actually the hardware. I'm just so. kidding. I'm just he's al- he's always complaining about the Red Ring of Death. He's yeah. always complaining about it. Yeah. But I love the Xbox One. I, I, Jesse knows the, how I gush about the Xbox One. So I don't. I think it's way better than, than the 360. And I can't wait to get a Series X. For for me, I honestly I think like I I I was trying to think of something as well, but like. The only thing that really comes to mind is uh, that first time that I got uh, uh, called in a nuke in uh, Modern Warfare 2. Like, where you, because you had to get, I think, 30 kills in a roll without dying yeah. in multiplayer. And, yeah, I did it le- and I did it legitly and, like, you know, can I say, on console. Jesse, and that was awesome. Can I say, time. Jesse, your game accomplishes beating Chess President Evil 4. I don't care if you don't like it oh, or nothing, but yeah. you actually beat it. No, well, and... <laughs> That's all and I care I, about, that you beat it. Yeah, well, you know, like, the thing is, I'm one of those people that I really want Resident Evil 4 remade, remade or, you know, like, redone it. Because I, I do like the story in it. I just, it's the controls with that you know, game. But I, mean, I think me and Ron said, we don't work, we don't care for the remake. If they do Resident Evil 4, that's fine. But we I want Cobra Veronica to be remade. I'm they surprised to, that's they, not they, next. They, 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 yeah. to, they just need to stick to the continuity in all yeah. seriousness. You know, yeah. and, and the only yeah. reason, and honestly, the only reason why I think they even want to touch Resident Evil 4 is because like a lot of the Resident Evil fanboys just have like a giant boner for freaking Leon and Ada. That's, well, all, that's gonna... all this is about. It's gonna be like final. It's probably gonna be like Final Fantasy VII, where like, you know, like it will probably happen, but it will take forever. (laughs) Well, the RE engine, I think, I think they want. Yeah, 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 yeah. The RE engine, yeah, is 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 saving Capcom a lot of space. Uh, Um, but um, I don't know. I think I was was about to say. Veronica needs it because of the camera angles and the control. Well, yeah, I had well, some problems with that. On well, here's the, well, here's the thing about it. it. It doesn't make sense if they if they if they took the time and remade Resident Evil Two and Resident Evil Three. You know, yeah. using using this using basically the same type of gameplay style as Resident Evil Five, Four, Five, and Six. Yeah, they've got one game sitting out there that needs to get touched like that, and that's Code yeah. Veronica. You know, yeah. they, and and also the fact that you know, like other games, ha, uh, games since Resident Code Veronica have pointed back to events historically in Code Veronica. So they need mm-hmm. to get Code Veronica into more hands. You know, the fact that yeah. set, the fact that they launched the Dreamcast, and then it, and then it, and then I know it made PS2. Did it make it the Xbox 360? No, 
Mm-hmm. It was just it's only been on two PS2 and uh, Dreamcast. Yeah, and, and PC of course. Hmm. Yeah, I yeah, think so. Yeah, Dreamcast is. I'm. I'm. Veronica is on a PC. So yeah. Okay. So it's, it just. It just. It's also on uh, Xbox via backwards compatibility. It's Code Veronica X, but. Yeah. Yeah, oh. I, I thought Covernica X was a multi was a multi system. Yeah, I can remember because it it was made for Dreamcast, but then when the Dreamcast died, they put Code Veronica X on. I remember I had it for GameCube. I remember. Uh, yeah, did they okay. add something to it or just? Yeah, just I mean, there's some day. small they, changes, but Covernica like X a, had like a, had like an extra like 20 minutes of uh, of gameplay and, and, and it was and, like and a director's extra, cut kind of version. Oh, yeah, okay. and it actually and it actually had a couple of different fight. Uh, uh clips uh like the like the first time wesker and um and chris mix up in that game it's a it's a much more involved uh, movie scene okay because I'm, I'm thinking just like the original call veronica that was just like yeah. the dreamcast one yeah so. yeah that's that's the only one i really played was that one because that's uh I, it was one of my favorite on dreamcast just because i loved resident evil so much at that time though Hey Corey, what was your what was your gaming accomplishment you most proud of? I don't think I heard yours. Uh, I didn't say it yet. Uh, oh. I, I, I mean, getting all nine hundred Korok seeds in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, the I I got uh the seriously achievement in Gears of War, uh, pretty quickly. Uh, which is like get I think it was like get ten thousand kills in multiplayer. Uh, but it was extremely difficult because their main multiplayer mode, you only had one life and then you died and then the rest of the match just went on until you, until like the next match started. Uh, so that was, that was pretty cool. Uh, I used to, I used to be, I used to play a lot. Yeah. No. 10,000 kills in one match. No. You had to do it over the course of like, uh, your time playing the multiplayer. Right. Uh, it was also the second game I got all a thousand achievement points in, and the first one was uh, Assassin's Creed Two. So, oh nice. So, uh, I mean, those are just two kind of <laughs> whatever. Also, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to think. Of. Yeah. Uh, also, getting that first moment of triumph uh, in in Destiny One that first year, uh, mm-hmm. incredibly difficult challenge, but uh, it was fun. Also, raiding in Destiny is also very rewarding. Yeah. See the turns like, out I like the, Destiny guys. Well, and I the reason I I picked Call of Duty like, and I think why I continue to play them is like a lot of the times they have like just insanely difficult uh, things that you have to try to achieve in order to unlock like li- those little badges that you can use for you know in next to your name or whatever. Uh-huh. And some of those that you know like. You know, like where you've got to, like I said, like I had to get the 30 kills without dying. And then you, you know, obviously you'd get a badge thing for that, for doing it. Or, you know, or getting like 20 kills without dying or 10 kills without dying 10 times or whatever. You know, like all those kind of like achievement things. Like there's a, there is a lot of those really, really difficult ones like that, that I actually unlocked. You know, and gotten it over the years, and and I think it was mostly in the modern warfare games because those are honestly the ones I played the most. But yeah. Huh. All right, our last question, guys, comes from Geo Bartholomew. Uh, he says, "Hey guys and gals, new to the show. Your email is really hard to write out. Uh, consider <laughs> a change." Uh, anyways, I love the casual nature of the show and that it doesn't always pertain to gaming. 
but mostly. Uh, my question is a non-gaming one. What is your favorite streaming service and why? Thanks for all you do. Uh, thanks so for writing for me, in, Gio. Uh, uh, for me, it's Hulu. I like uh, being able to catch the shows like the day after it comes out. Um, yeah. Like I like their movie and anime selection and their British stuff and like some of the stuff that's that comes from Britain that I could go and catch it and watch. I I enjoy also. Um, uh, but that's yeah. Hulu will be my number one. I would say I need to buy. I want like I said. I want to get for the mention for Switch because uh, there's some anime that hasn't updated yet on Hulu. Um, but yeah, I go to Hulu for my streaming stuff. Yeah, I was also gonna say I was also gonna say Hulu Hulu Plus for uh, for me as well. Like I, uh, I cut I I cut I cut the cord on cable uh, a few years ago and stuff like that. And um and. And anyone that has anyone that has like any of these new TVs and stuff like that, you know, like the antenna is not the best, and you have to go out and spend it. Uh, like it, for a good HD antenna, you have to spend like a good like one hundred fifty, two hundred dollars. So you know, mm-hmm. so you can, so you, but so you can get everything. So like Hulu is the who's the lifesaver for me because at least I'm able to like catch my TV shows like you know like on an eight hour delay after after they uh, broadcast. Plus, I get to watch our Star Trek on there, <laughs> so. Uh, you're still only, you're only watching the old school Star Trek because uh, like this like the new stuff like not with Paramount Plus coming out. I thought of CBS. Oh, they doing another one? CBS All Access is being rebranded to be called Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not know that. Yep. Yeah, because CBS did like a massive restructuring. They sold off their like their interactive like they sold off CNET and Giant Bomb and GameSpot to Red Ventures, I think. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that from uh, listening to the Giant Bombcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. Yeah, yeah and, and second, and second of that, just second of that would be uh, second of that would be Amazon Prime Video, which I know, like, I'm probably going to get some ire in the emails or, or or in mentions on on social media because Amazon is the company everybody loves loves to hate right now. But as far as like Amazon Prime Video and stuff, like that's where you that's where you go when you can't find the shows on Netflix or uh, or Hulu. That's where you go, and that's usually where they're at. Yeah, I'm not people like Amazon Prime the video for the video stuff. Nah, people, I don't know, I don't know. People hate Jeff Bezos because of the fact that he's rich, you know. Hey people, man, people, huh? they're. All, I I said, hey man, they're they're all my babies. <laughs> like I I have all I have all of them. I have Hulu, HBO Max. You know. Look, oh, I don't, Amazon uh, delivers my eyes. packages I, sometimes the next day, so whatever and sometimes he's rich for the, a reason and sometimes and sometimes you get the package you don't want and it's a bonus yeah <laughs> right it's better than what you ordered yeah. <laughs> uh, I, i'm looking at you in that monitor of yours Corey. <laughs> i know this one <laughs> yeah i did thank you jeff <laughs> jeff and i are, are buddies oh wow yeah, I, I have i have the big i have the big streaming services though so i have i have hulu i have netflix i have prime um and um and i I have Disney Plus as the elective because uh, yeah. technically, I, I technically I took over my mom's Disney Plus because she We're both crackle. And <laughs> it, it has it has its own place. It has its place. I do have I do have uh, access to Crackle too. I have I actually have an account set up through Crackle. Thank God you don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Huh? Um, yeah. My, pro- my problem my problem is you know Crackle gives you commercials and so it's my least yeah. watched one. <laughs> yeah. I don't have HBO Max. Uh... Mm. Um, that's my favorite. On, it's nothing on there for me just yet. Um, and a lot of the uh, uh, me, not Miyamoto, um, uh, Studio Ghibli stuff I already own. So um. yeah, it's well, I just like it because it's got 
it's got like a car like it's basically they allocate like a whole bunch of stuff from all different services mm-hmm. you've got Crunchyroll on there you've got you've got uh you know cartoon network you've got uh you know the studio ghibli movies you've you got, got all the, the dc stuff you got all the dc stuff you've got you know like everything like all these services are all in one and and like is it is it that hbo and warner got a deal for a lot of their stuff being on yeah the so yeah. They, yeah i mean they are like they're owned by warner warner brothers from I what they, i understand i thought they I were thought. separate when did warner buy hbo I thought I thought they're that they're right. part of the same thing. I, yeah, I think I think they're in the same parent company. Just like yeah, how it's ABC, Time just Warner. Like how ABC, yeah, yeah, just like how ABC is owned by. Ah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I thought HBO was separate. I thought that that was his no. own company. You no, know, every, Warner Brothers. Everybody well, owns it someone. Was, it was like separate, but then yeah, because it it's all under the same thing. That's why they changed to Max. Is because okay. they wanted to put all their properties all like have one area where everyone can go for all their properties mm-hmm. which is smart so right yeah yeah because yeah they've like there's so much stuff on there man now like there's so much stuff that like i just don't have the time to watch it all you know like all the south park and everything's on there and like you know just the anime stuff from Crunchyroll alone there's so much stuff on there to watch like it's yeah, it's it's by far my favorite right now. Surprised that Crunchyroll is not on a lot of. I, I think it's on PlayStation. Crunchyroll is and Xbox. It's on yeah, everything well, pretty much. Well, Crunchy, but not, it's not on Nintendo. Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll is coming to PlayStation. Like they just they just they just got the deal for it. Oh okay. I thought, okay. I guess I had thought it was already on there because I know it's on Xbox. No, not yet. No. Yeah. Well, guys. As a, wait, as a matter of fact. If I'm not mistaken, we reported on Crossroads that Sony's getting ready to completely acquire Crunchyroll. Yeah, because that don't they already own Funimation? Yeah, they yeah. want to be like the non like the the front, the one stop. Yeah, for, for anime. Yeah, anime. Yeah, so. I mean that's smart. Uh, I mean hell, Microsoft snapping up all these studios. Yeah, <laughs> all I mean, these they developers. Might, they might as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Uh, I mean, mine right now, I guess, is I guess it's Disney Plus. I, I really like oh. The Mandalorian. I really big shocker, big big shocker. Is I Disney know. Plus. You know, <laughs> if, I, Ed's, if Ed's the Nintendo fanboy, Corey is the Disney fanboy. <laughs> I know. It, look, I'm. I don't care. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, well, no. well, no. There's. I know. There's no shame for you guys. I know there isn't. <laughs> I really liked I like what really pulled me into Disney Plus though was the Disney uh, Parks documentary that they did uh, mm-hmm. last yeah. year, uh, uh-huh. the Imagineering story, which was amazing. Yeah, uh, if you have Disney yeah. Plus, you should watch it. You should definitely watch it. It's it's all it's yeah. what six seven parts. Uh, it's really good. So I like, I they, like, they, the, Jeff, <clears throat> I like they, the Jeff Goldblum show too. I, did, <laughs> was really good. I wanted to watch it, I but we never it. we didn't get around to it. But uh, it's hey, good. Hey, hey, Disney! Stop being sissies. Let me see Song of the South. I've never seen it, but I want to. I want to see. Oh gosh! <laughs> with all the, uh, all the all the problems with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, the the major problem is that it's a it's a happy slave telling his owner's kids the story of Brer Rabbit and Brer Bear, and he's yep. like happy to be a slave, and he sings whistle or, or he sings uh zippity doo dah. That's his like work song, and it's like, oh man, there's. 
There's a what's the that's where that song came from. I yes. I, I want I, I want to see it because you know you got uh, here's the thing about it to to be a person of color you need to you need to have access to both the good and the bad aspects of of like your history and stuff like that. So that's what that is. And I know and I know it's a stain on I know it's a stain on a lot of people's history. You know well you know when I say a lot of people I'm talking about you know, well in this case for in these cases some of the south you know like I know white people get like really upset and kind of self conscious about how to deal with it and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but. I grew up. I'm a Gen Xer. We grew up. We grew up with like with like the most unpolitically correct stuff. So it's not going to offend me. I want to just see it one time. <laughs> I know Zimmy do that. We inquired class. We used as a warm up. <laughs> so it was just like, I mean, because when your black teachers are teaching you this song, they not teaching you the history of where it came from. Mm-hmm. They're just like it's a vocal warm up, and that's well, it. I wonder how many yeah. people even know. Like, I mean, like generally, you know, like I wonder how yeah. many people know. You know, probably not yeah. a lot, not a lot, not a lot, honestly. So, well, gentlemen, this has this has been the show. Sorry, right. Logan. Yeah, it's been quite a show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to thank everybody for watching live on Twitch. Remember, you can find us here every Saturday at uh, whatever time we started today. What did we start at one thirty, uh, right here live. You can catch the show on Mondays on your podcast service of choice, or on our YouTube channel, or on our website. Uh, check out our various family of shows. Uh, Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at that code. Check out Nintendo Pop Block on Mondays and Optional Opinion on SoundCloud. Jesse, you can find me almost everywhere. It's Phantom NXS. Laurent, all right. Um, same as Jesse, catch me uh, uh, pretty much everywhere, Exodus803. And don't forget to tune in Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Crossroads PlayStation Podcast. You can find me at IamCoinHD on Twitter. You can also find me on Tower Casuals, the Destiny Podcast, uh, Arsenal X. Uh, like Jesse and I said, there's going to be some changes to that show, but we'll let you know that in the future. You can find all of our content on BossRushGames.com. Follow us on Twitter at BossRushNetwork. And... Until next time, we love you. Goodbye. Bye, everybody.